Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. This will be pushing it up. Somebody say, Wednesday. I uh, love Wednesdays on the show because we got John Martin. And uh, that's always fun. And we got news today uh, with John Martin. We'll talk to him, obviously, about the significant addition that the University of Memphis basketball team has made. His column, either up or going up soon at the, at the Daily Memphian, about Jordan Brown and the significance. So we'll talk to John coming up next. Chris on vacation, straight up at 10 o'clock. Chris uh, has weighed in on the Jordan Brown uh, commitment and uh, said he recalls him playing against Tennessee. That happened in the NCAA tournament and thought he was rad. Rad. Wouldn't, wouldn't have gone rad necessarily myself. I have not heard that word since like 1996. He was six, maybe six, sixteen and nine against nice. uh, against the Vols. I guess that's rad. Anyway, he'll join us with his scouting report on J- Jordan Brown, his beach update, and we are only a day, really like like now 36 hours away from the start of uh, chaos in the NBA. Fun chaos in the NBA. So we'll talk to him about that as well. And then it is our new Wednesday feature. Sam Hardiman's going to join us. Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian. 
terrific reporter. He comments now that he's a regular on the show on the extraordinary reach of this show that we put together here, Jeffrey. He's a friend in California who uh, recently heard him on the show. And uh, it is true. Like, uh, we, we, we coast to coast, Jeffrey. We're coast to coast. Uh, and uh, From sea to shining sea. From sea to shining sea. Now, Sam might be a little preoccupied uh, tonight because it is, of course, the NFL draft, NHL draft night. And Sam's a big hockey guy, uh, as am I. Uh, he's one of the few people in this city who I can text about hockey. Uh, and uh, a lot of trades going down yesterday. I don't think we'll spend a lot of time talking to Sam about hockey. We will, however, talk to him about uh, uh, several pieces he's written in the Daily Memphian. One is uh, why MLG and W uh, seems to struggle. Maybe that's maybe that's me judgment being judgmental, but but why we have uh, why we have the delays and the power outages and the, and the struggle we have every time there's a storm. He wrote a story about that. Spoiler also, alert. Also did a story about. Uh, uh, the crime poll that the Daily Memphian did. He talked a little bit about it last week, but then his piece came out over the weekend where he was addressing what I thought was the most striking um, number in this poll, which is the percentage of Memphians who literally have thought about leaving um, because of crime. And then he got the mayor's reaction uh, to the poll too. So we'll talk to him about all that. Plus, I know y'all can't wait to hear about uh, what happened yesterday in city council with uh, the proposed tax hike? Only on, only on this show, only on this show do you hear uh, such news. But Sam's great. We'll talk to Sam uh, in the. And honestly, I think y'all need to know about your city. That's what I think. I think you need to know about MLG and W. You know, people people might say they're not particularly interested in quote city politics, right? But then when they're without power for five days, amazing how that'll catch your attention. You know, like, uh, and so we'll talk to Sam about all that. Uh, the lineup is John Martin, then Chris Harrington, then Sam Hardiman. So that is that. Begin, obviously, we'll get to this uh, University of Memphis news in a moment. The sad news from yesterday was that Ryan Mallett drowned, uh, age 35, uh, at a Florida beach. Do you know what beach? I, all I saw was near Destin, and I think he went to the Okaloosa uh, Regional Hospital. So, I mean, so when presumably you, it's like Destin. You you had that direction. Yeah. And we hear about this every summer, right? Someone gets caught in a riptide or someone – like, it feels like it is an yeah. every summer thing. People drown. In, down My understanding down. also is, like, the riptides right now are are severe. What What – What's your level when you're there? What's your level of awareness of the perils? And do you see? I'm not saying Ryan Pallet, but Ryan Mallet took uh, took undue risks. I have no idea what the circumstances were there. Who knows, right? I, it could have been any number of things. But just generally speaking, so they put out red flags or something when the riptide's bad. Do they? What are they? What? what yeah. Happened? So at the end of every beach walk, there's usually a flagpole. Okay. And there's multiple, you know, if it's a massive, you know, long beach, there's, you know, I don't, every 200, 300 yards, right. like it's, you don't, you don't have to look far to find one. And, and what do the flagpoles indicate? Usually, and again, it's been a little bit since I've been down there, but usually it was a three color system. Blue, which is everything A-OK. Yep. Yellow, which is like 
proceed with caution. Right. Red is supposed don't, to be beaches closed. I see. Correct. And do you always see people doing foolhardy things? Um, not I, again. I have no idea. I'm not at all yeah, suggesting. I mean, Ryan, I, I do know that there was a there was a law enforcement officer that had a video going around, and he was very upset that people have been ignoring the lifeguards and the the safety risks. Well, again, we have no idea if that. I mean, I, the last yeah. usually usually in general, people kind of abide by it, but also down on the Gulf, typically like when it's when it's like red and it's dangerous conditions. It's usually horrific weather, and so not, everyone's not, going inside anyway. anyway. But yeah. like, I do remember one time. We Have were, you ever been 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 caught in anything? It's like, whoa, seems scary. Uh, one time I uh, there was like a there was like a little stream kind of behind where we used to live in Cordova, and I got trapped under like an ice sheet for a little bit. But a I was, stream in Cordova. This is an ocean. This is not an ocean we're talking. about. No, but no, like in, in that, yeah. but I mean that also. I've told you. My ideal beach, I love going down there. It's like nostalgic, right. and it's uh-huh. it's my favorite thing. But the only time I ever want to step foot on sand is if I'm in a bunker on a golf course. That's it. <laughs> like I like looking at it. I like <laughs> I like the food down there. I like the vibe, everything. But I do Never not care at all. Anyway, Ryan Mallett was not a particularly successful NFL quarterback drafted by the Patriots. Uh, he then kicked around after that. I think he had eight starts overall. In the NFL, big dude, unbelievable arm. I do think we sometimes forget how much fun he was for Arkansas football. Not a, not me. You don't. No. He, he was a blast for Arkansas football. Bobby Petrino was the head coach, right? And he, he still has the uh, single-season record for yards, 3,869, 3, and for touchdowns, 32 in a single season. Like the guy could. I mean, he has. He still spin. has one of like just the most like jaw dropping arm like arms I've ever seen. Like in terms of just how hard he could throw it. Like he he had immense arm talent. Uh, what's the LSU guy? Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus the one Russell. they complain they compare yeah. him to in terms of just jaw dropping yes. arm talent. Yeah, just you is, watch him flick it and just like it, it was is, a fastball. Is Jamarcus Russell the other guy who? Uh, who always got uh, what was his name? George, the the, the, the Colts quarterback. Oh, uh, Jeff George. Jeff George. Yeah, he had he had Jeff a big George. Like, yeah, he was he was known for that. Anyway, obviously a tough deal. Uh, only thirty five years old, and as a guy who loved football, had gone back to be a high school football coach, and uh, in Whitehall, Arkansas. So, uh, thoughts to all Arkansas fans, and of course his family and the people who knew. And loved him. The big news yesterday, though, in Memphis was uh, in Penny I Trust, baby. In Penny I Trust, Jordan Brown has announced via Instagram that he is headed to the University of Memphis. Jordan Brown, uh, former McDonald's All-American, five-star recruit, played at Nevada, then at Arizona. At Arizona, he was Pac-12 Sixth Man of the Year. Then goes to Louisiana for two years. And last year was, was just dominant, honestly. 19.3 points a game, 8.6 rebounds a game. He's got great touch around the rim. Um, and is a classic 
back to the basket big. Big man. Yeah. He is a big man, and he's a – this is his sixth year. He is a deeply experienced big man. He mm-hmm. went up, led led uh, Louisiana to the NCAA tournament. Um, was the Lou Henson Award winner for the best player at a mid major, um, and looked good against Tennessee. Um, and it's just a massive, massive get by Penny Hardaway. And here we are. It wasn't so long ago. It was not so long ago that we wondered who the hell was going to be on this roster. And not only that, because of the noise around the NIL and the, and the sense, which, which wasn't invented, which, which came from people at the University of Memphis, including Penny Hardaway, including Laird Veach, the sense that they were not necessarily keeping up with the NIL. And then this party at Penny's house, which felt like not desperation, but a, tent, a real chance to, we, 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 we got we to gotta crank this up. Players who would be involved with Memphis and would go somewhere else because of NIL. You're like, what the hell is this roster going to look like? And there were those out there who said, yeah, y'all panic, I'll wait and see, including your co-host in the afternoon. It was always one of his, uh, his uh, when I was listening in the afternoon, refrains. I'll wait and see. Wait till the dust settles. I will see what this looks like. And I think it's arguable that depending on how things break, you could make an argument, best roster of the Penny Hardaway era. Yeah, I still if still things, TBD. Yeah, if no, no, if things break sure. the right way, uh, right now, what we know is they've got Jordan Brown, they've got Caleb Mills, they've got David Jones. I think those are the headliners, right? In terms of the people we know. Yeah, that's probably fair. And then the the other transfers uh, include. Uh, Teofello Leonard, Nick Jordan, Jalen Young, and Jonathan Pierre. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are the other transfers. They got J- Jaden Hardaway returning, and then incoming freshmen, <coughs> maybe, include the very questionable gun toting Mikey Williams and his buddy J.J. Taylor, and Ashton Hardaway and Carl Charlefont. So that, that, by the way, gets you to 12. 12 scholarships of 13, right there. Um, And that leaves out two massive names hanging out there. DeAndre Williams, who is waiting to see if he'll get an extra year from the NCAA. And Javon Quinterly, who may be coming to Memphis, may be headed to Miami, it feels like. But if I was to tell you, Jeffrey. K-State, I think, also is in there, correct? Pretty sure that's right. If I was to tell you that the starting lineup would be Jordan Brown, DeAndre Williams as the bigs, David Jones, Caleb Mills, and Javon Quinterly, and then all those dudes coming off the bench, is that not the best roster they've had? It's certainly the oldest and most experienced and I think productive 
I do well, think it's no, important no, no, to know there is some health concerns on some last, of these guys. Last year's was old and productive. Yeah. But it it didn't have the depth of good players. Correct. Like it, it had a it had a better player in Kendrick, I guess. Yes. It had a better player Ken, than Kendrick anyone here. Kendrick was probably the top. The so, best. The, the top could, transfer could, last yes. year. And, and, and really, if you could literally take Kendrick or any of these players, you'd probably take Kendrick. Yeah. So it had the best player. Also, DeAndre Williams operating at a very high level with back basically held up, yeah. right? After that, kind of thin. Yeah, pretty pretty thin, but it was also kind of interchangeable. And then you had uh, – and then you had the, the star-studded freshman lineups – like, those were good. Those teams were good. But I think this is the deepest, most experienced team. Again, all new. Like, they're being thrown together completely. It's got to be done on the fly. But the potential for this lineup, I think, I, I, I don't think it's better. I don't, think you're saying, I don't even say anything better. Yeah, I think that's probably fair because also it feels like, especially if you get Quinterly, so then you got a pure point guard. It's a very long team, a great size. You'll have two legit I mean, between, bigs, and David Jones rebounds like a monster. Well, and also, I, I, DeAndre was awesome last year. Like the second right. half of the season, he was incredible. But I do think when DeAndre's playing with like a true five, I think that makes even him better. even better. He yeah. doesn't have to be better. Yeah, I mean, come on, that that that, that would be one of the best big. Co- First of all, how old is Jordan Brown? Google how old he is. He's got to be. Is DeAndre going to be twenty seven next year? I believe DeAndre's twenty seven. Like and Jordan Brown is in in year six, so he's got to be he's got to be twenty four anyway, right? Yes, he is twenty three, and he will be twenty four on December fourth. So he will be by the time the NCAA tournament rolls around, they will have <laughs> a time by the time conference play rolls around, right? They will have a twenty seven year old, provided the go rose the right way, and a twenty four year old uh, <laughs> as their as their bigs. Um, and then you got very different than having the best seventeen-year-old on the planet. And then you've got David Jones and Caleb Mills uh, and Javon Quinterly. Sorry, DeAndre will be twenty-seven on October. In October, so they Correct. both will be. Yes, he'll be twenty-seven and a 20, 24 yeah. year old And then you got Caleb Mills, David Jones, Javon Quinterly, and then you know Nick Jordan is coming off the bench as an extra big. Like obviously, this it, it does it certainly feels like Malco isn't coming back, right? I th- I think this to me suggested that and Marco's not. It also may suggest that Chandler Lawson. This is what Caleb Mills is going to be twenty three as well. This is yeah. Caleb Mills is twenty three. How old's David Jones? Quinterly's not as old, but he's no like this is probably third year for him. Um. So yeah, <laughs> deeply experienced, long, athletic. It's a hell of a team, ladies and gentlemen. It's a hell of a team. And, uh, again, it suggests that this is maybe why Chandler Lawson uh, was not not hanging around after originally saying he was going to hang around. And then, of course, you have this question. Like, honestly, you couldn't add Javon Quinterly and DeAndre Williams without losing someone who currently has a scholarship, which brings us to Mikey Williams. And J.J. Taylor. I'd wager against it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. If I'm uh, not ruling it out, but yes, I would bet against it. 
I think it's certainly, I think it's certainly less likely than more likely that the that that works out. So what does this, what does this tell you? I mean, you've made the same point. It's Penny Hardaway. Let let let's will we will we will consider him done. I think you've said it. The the roster is never the problem. Yes, and that's how I've I've always felt. I will like I. I joined Mark in the official stance of until they announce roster is done. I just felt like this this year there were more NIL concerns, and so I was a little bit more hesitant to just think like it's going to work out. But, yes, I'm back to my neutral setting of the well, roster is always the and, least. And, of my and in fairness, the NIL concerns weren't just imagined. The Correct. NIL concerns were um, – were, were, were outlined by the University of Memphis. So, uh, so yeah, it's just damn impressive. It's just da- it's damn impressive what he's done. Right now, to play the game that we played last year, who's advancing further in the postseason, the Tigers or the Grizzlies? I still think the Grizzlies. The Tigers right now is still like, we're, what, we're talking... The, the scenario that you're envisioning it's is... It's true. Inve- two correct. things happening that may not happen. Correct. Okay, if those things don't happen, right? Yeah. Quinterly goes to Miami or K-State or somewhere else. Sure. And DeAndre doesn't get the eligibility. I honestly think you could live... Like, Jalen Young does not inspire confidence as your point guard, right? A, a, a guy who was a marginal point guard at UCF last year... But if he's a caretaking point guard playing with other dynamic players, you feel much better about it. Yeah, I agree. This is not a point guard who would have to be Kendrick Davis. He's a you know he's a point guard who would be a Tyus Jones type point guard, right? Yeah. Like that that would be, and I I could live with that. Um, so, but you, you you'd like at least one of these two things to come through, right? Yeah, I think that's more than fair. What do you think the odds are that they each come through? Or that they both come through. I'm higher on DeAndre than I am Quinterly because I think I think with DeAndre, all you have to do is just you just have to make it a a public thing, and the yeah. NCAA is just going to eventually get him back down. Anyway, shout out to uh, shout out to Penny Hardaway and the University of Memphis for getting that done. It really is, it is damn impressive. Someone asked me the other day. I don't know. I was doing a podcast, and they asked me. When Penny's going to walk away? Who was it who asked me this? Or is Penny going to go to the NBA? And I said two things. I said, first of all, there's no indication that Penny can go to the NBA. There never, right. never has been. There was, there was the flirtation with Orlando. I don't ever think that was deemed serious, et cetera. I think that was leverage play. The only question is, does Penny have the patience, the grit, the stomach, the will, the desire to do what you have to do to be a successful college basketball coach? And it is maybe the thing about Penny that has surprised me the most. There's a few things. If I was going to tell you what has surprised me the most about the Penny Hardaway era, one is the focus on defense. Like, that's clearly his baby. It's clearly what he cares about. Often at the expense of, like, that's what he works on. That's what he recruits to. Like, that's his emphasis. And I think... 
maybe I should have known that if I'd paid more attention to East or something, what he did at East or something. But I just think when you think of Penny Hardaway, both at Memphis and in the NBA, that's not what you think about. No, right? you think of like explosive, you think about, like high-flying, crap. amazing right. play. Yeah, Hot. exactly. So that's one thing that has surprised me about Penny. The second thing is his absolute willingness to generate enemies, right? Like Penny Hardaway, when he took the job, was 100% beloved. Was there anyone who didn't like Penny Hardaway? No. I mean, that's about as popular of a— Literally about as popular of a former NBA player as you can get. And I thought a smack talk— And Penny was, by the way, the reason they invented Little Penny was because— Penny wasn't a smack talker himself, and so they had to make this little doll who smack talked and talked because Penny was just nice to everybody, and everybody loved. He was lovable, Ben Penny Hardy. The next thing you know, he's telling Rick Barnes to get the F out of here, and he's like... Stop disrespecting me, bro. And uh, eh, he's talking to me, too, and whoever Stop else. asking me stupid f***ing questions. I'm, I'm not in it. But, like, wasn't it surprising to you that Penny, like, is happy to rip anybody? So it was surprising in the sense of the aggressiveness. But then when you really started to think about it, it's like, well, he is never going to be like the the quintessential like manufacturer package coach. No, but I didn't think he'd be just firing away, which he does. And I, I love, by the way, I love as a, as a guy who's written about him and chronicled about him. Great. Um, but I think. The single most surprising thing about Penny to me has been his willingness to roll up his sleeves and do whatever the hell he has to do. And and there were all of there was all of this commentary about the name you heard all the time was Clyde Drexler. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy who was going to do this as a dilettante. Now even even at the time I wrote, eh, doesn't hold up. He's a middle school coach. He was a high school coach. He has shown some willingness to roll up his sleeves and work at the very granular level. So he wasn't, I'd never thought he was doing this as, as purely a lark. But given what he has been up against in terms of the IARP, the NCAA, now the suspension, uh, uh, Wiseman not coming back even when he could have come back, covid the changing world of NIL, like all of this, he seems utterly undaunted. He just rolls up his sleeves and keeps working and gets it done. And I think that to me is maybe the most impressive uh, and surprising part of the Penny Hardaway experience. Contrast it, honestly, with some other football coaches, who other coaches who will not be named here, who feel like they're whining about their life all the time. We did hear from Penny that he's not that happy about the NIL situation. But fundamentally, he's just busting his ass. He's just busting his ass. And I don't think, like here, I'm going to set the over-under for you for how many more years Penny Hardaway will coach at Memphis. I'll set it at, I'm torn between setting it at two and a half and three and a half. I'll set the over-under at, Three and a half. For more seasons? Three and a half more seasons. And that includes this upcoming season? Yeah, that would be one. I'm still probably taking the over. That's incredible. Yeah. You think that basically means he's going to coach four more years? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's entirely possible. Like, he gets to double digits. Like, isn't, well, can't you imagine Penny just saying that? Like, being tired of this? Yeah, but I can also imagine that a lot of coaches are going to say that. I mean, I'm not— But a lot of coaches don't have Penny Hardaway. Yeah, I mean, I'm not— I'm not optimistic, but it's also possible that that we get a little bit more restriction and that this doesn't just become the absolute free-for-all that it has become. Right. But I think you're right. I, I would take the over, too. I think he's going to be the coach for at least four more years, and I think it's incredibly, incredibly impressive what he's done. Uh, we got John Martin coming up next, then Chris Harrington, then Sam Hardiman. I did want to mention a couple other things couple other stories that I don't think we're going to otherwise have a chance to get to. One, um, this Shohei Otani fellow, I don't know if you've know, taken note of him. Not, but not uh, pretty good at baseball. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Like, I don't pay a lot of attention to baseball, but the dude struck out 10 and hit two home runs last. Oh, plus, by the way, your Angels won. Mm-hmm. Your beloved Angels. Yes, and, uh, and he had a hangnail. Beat the, crack beat, nail. Beat, the, beat the White Sox. He's got 28 home runs. This is insanity. Well, did you also see yesterday that it was going around? They valued him, I believe, as a as a hitter. They valued him at like three hundred plus million, and then as a pitcher at two hundred plus million. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that this guy gets a six hundred million dollar contract. Uh, secondly, Ryan Seacrest, mm. uh, the new glad to see him get some work. Oh, good to see. I, I was reading today that. I was like, why does Ryan Seacrest want to be, want to be, the host of Wheel of Fortune? Like, what? What? What's well, it's a pretty sweet gig. Evidently, I, I mean, I was reading about it. Oh yeah, it only requires a couple days work a week, a month. It's like it's I think not. It's, you I just be- come in there and you just knock them out. So boom, I, be- boom, boom, I believe boom, the boom. number was Sajak did got fifteen million a year, and I think it was thirty six days. It was under forty days of work. That's a it's a sick gig. gig. They were talking about how incredibly coveted those gigs yes. are. Um, notably, much better job with the Wheel of Fortune handling their succession plan than, uh, than Jeopardy did. Mm-hmm. When Jeopardy tried out all these guys, and then the producer said, yeah, I'll do it. I, I, know, who's, I know who's the best candidate I for the job. I know who's the best candidate. It turns out Here's it's me. Turns out it's me. And then there's all kinds of complaints that came out about dastardly things that he had done. And so then they come up with two people, right? It's still two people. It's it's uh, it's, it's Ken Jennings and, and Mayim Balak. Right, exactly. Uh, so, Blossom. Uh, uh, right now, by the way, which is more watched? Oh, I'm betting Wheel of Fortune. Nope. Jeopardy, Jeopardy. 9.1 million a night. Uh, Wheel of Fortune is 8.6 million a night. Yeah, but what about the uh, 18 to 49 demo, which yeah. is, of course obviously what matters. And then the other uh, the other news that happened yesterday is and you tell me what's going to happen here. This NIL conflict. Mm. So the NCAA is saying we're going to have new rules about NIL. Mm-hmm. And you cannot have organizations that are closely aligned with athletic departments giving money to players for compensation. Uh-huh. And you cannot tie perks. Like, if you give this much money to NIL, you'll get points towards your better seating, whatever. Like that, no. You cannot do that, says the NCAA. Texas does it. Arkansas does it. Honestly, it just means more down here in the South. So uh, Texas A&M does it. 
Ross Bjork, uh, the, the, the athletic director at A&M, said, yeah, no, no, sorry, because there's state laws. Correct. There's state laws that set up a very different framework and say you can do those things, right? And on this, Ross Bjork says state law will reign. Thank you very much, but state law will reign. The argument of the NCAA is, sure, you have these state laws saying that these things are legal. Uh-huh. Just like you have state laws saying that gambling is legal or sure. that smoking weed is legal or that what, like whatever right. the whatever state the, law yeah. is. But if, if, in that, if you are in that state and yet you also join some voluntary association that has stricter rules, Correct. you're like, well, okay, the state our, allows yeah. this, but I, I'm a, I, I am participating in this voluntary organization and this voluntary organization has stricter rules and says – we can't smoke weed mm-hmm. or we can't gamble uh, or we can't like they've got their own rules or we can't do this. Weirdly enough, though, to make it even more complicated. So let's just say that Texas A&M proceeds and then the NCAA <laughs> Hold says on, this is a big reach. I don't know if I can the get NCAA this far. says, OK, we're starting a case and we're going to penalize you. The state laws also, by the way. Prevent the NCAA from penalizing you, mm-hmm. and if they do penalize you, they open up all kinds of ways to attack the NCAA. Yes. What is going to happen? It's going to be business as usual. I mean, in the end, wake me up when the NCAA wins a court case. <laughs> I mean, the, you the, think the NCAA is just totally futile, toothless, whatever? I mean, I, I have legitimate questions. Like, what is their role anymore? Is it just determining whether or not well, someone passes they the clearinghouse? Because a lot of times they just said, "We, we don't." We, yeah. we're, it's interesting. They are trying to reassert control yeah, I mean, over this. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's just going to roll yes. their eyes and say, you do you, NCAA. Yes. Wake me up when you, can do, when you can stop us. Yes. All right, John Martin coming up next. Uh, we have uh, Church Health has their giving day on July 25th, and, uh, and you're going to hear me talking a, a little bit about it uh, between now and then. Listen, whenever I'm asked to give a speech— and there's some honorarium attached, like uh, uh, $100 to your favorite, you know, whoever. I always say church health. Because we talk about organizations that are deeply involved in the community, that do good things for a lot of times the least among us. Church health is a miracle. It is a miracle. And what they do uh, for the people who... Uh, you know, it's, it's servers, it's day laborers, it's the people, Scott Morris, it's the people who clean your houses and mow your lawns. And um, honestly, it's musicians as well. And art. like, it's people who don't have good health. It don't have health insurance. That's it. It's people who don't have health insurance. And they miraculously um, take care of them. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people a year. I went in the other day and I, they have this incredible dental department. Who knew? And they, they, they showed me the photo of a before and after showed a photo of a guy who had really bad teeth. He had meth mouth. He was a meth addict. And you can't get a job if you've got bad teeth. Like people aren't going to hire, people aren't going to hire you. So literally one of the best, uh, dental surgeons who used to work in California, taking care of Hollywood smiles um, happened to wind up living in Memphis and he volunteers at church health. And the picture of this guy, the before and after picture was incredible. 
And because of that, he's able to get a job and join the workforce and be productive. And he's able to, you know what else? Smile. Um, and, uh, and uh, he had a friend, this guy had a friend and he, you know, saw what happened and he said, I, I, can you do that for me? And, uh, and that was the next before and after. And they do this for thousands and thousands of people. And they do it because of the generosity of Memphians. So you wonder like, okay, what can I do? We're, as, as a city, we're struggling. Well, go to churchhealth.org, uh, churchhealth.org, and learn about the organization. I think you will be, uh, like me, um, uh, motivated to do whatever you can to support them. Giving Day is July 25th. And we'll talk about it more between now and then. When we come back, John Martin has thoughts on what's going on at the University of Memphis on Jordan Brown. We'll talk to him coming up next. Then Chris Harrington, then Sam Hardiman. It is the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Jason Mons is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the commercial appeal. Like having seasoned veterans who are very good at recruiting on your coaching staff really, really, really helps. And I'm speaking specifically about Rick Stansberry. Like this is just based on some conversations that I've had. This part, what I'm about to say, has been made abundantly clear to me. And I mean, anybody who was paying attention to the way things shook out at the end of last offseason with Emmanuel Acott. Like, this should not come as a surprise to you. It does, it simply does not matter if, like, just because somebody is not in the transfer portal anymore, like, if they went into the transfer portal and they committed to another school, they may even be on another school's campus, it simply does not matter. Like, the the game is not over. (laughs) 92.9 FM ESPN's Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Weekdays from 2 p.m. till 4 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time. Whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. This Thursday... Thursday through Saturday only during our three-day sale. Save $10 on a total purchase of $75 or more with your digital coupon. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
It's the season for a new ride from Gossett Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat 1901 Covington Pike. Talk about huge savings. Gossett's got 2023 Dodge Charger SXT. And we gossip at $30,990 or $428 a month. You ready to roam? How about a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport 4x4? We gossip now just $640 a month. And you'll find Dodge Muscle in your 2022 Dodge Charger Scat Pack. We're talking $4,000 off at Gossett. And if we don't have exactly what you're looking for, Gossett will order it for you today. So drive past the rest and come to the best at Gossett on the Pike or shop online at GossettMotorCars.net. If you want it, we got it at Gossett Motorcars. 84 months at 6.99 APR, 3500 down, Charger PH504815, MSRP35630, Gladiator PL556199, MSRP52970, Charger NH267934, MSRP57715, includes all rebates and incentives, PF695, excludes tax, title, and license with approved credit. See dealer for complete details. Offer valid through the end of the month, dealer stock only. Are you a male over the age of 30 and feeling tired or not like your usual self? Are you underperforming in the bedroom, at the gym, or at work? You might have low testosterone or ED. Dr. Johnson, a board-certified physician at the Memphis Men's Clinic, performs comprehensive evaluations to treat the real underlying issue. Whether you're 30 or 90 years old, let the Memphis Men's Clinic get you back to your normal, the Memphis way. Call 901-443-0475 or visit memphismensclinic.com. The Memphis Men's Clinic, treating patients the Memphis way. The biggest outdoor party of the year. On the machine! Burt Kreiser's Fully Loaded Comedy Festival starring Burt Kreiser. We're just getting drunk and telling secrets. Plus a fully loaded lineup including Mark Norman, Tiffany Haddish, Big J Okerson, Chad Daniels, Ralph Barboza, Rosebud Baker, and so much more. Saturday, July 8th, AutoZone Park. Tickets available at memphisredbirds.com slash comedy. More at fullyloadedfestival.com. Burt Kreischer's Fully Loaded Comedy Festival. Thank you! Jason, my friend, Top's Barbecue is back at it again. Ooh, yeah. They got a limited time offer that's launching in all locations. It's the new Southern Smokehouse Burger. It's fantastic. You guys are going to love it. It's topped with crispy bacon, grilled onions, mayo, and a sweet southern glaze all on that number one rated famous cheeseburger. Stop by any of the 17 Memphis area Topps Barbecue locations, soon to be 18, and get that Southern Smokehouse Burger available now. Andy Wise here. Disaster restoration. Fire damage, water damage, storm damage. You think restoring property, right? No, it's about restoring people. And no one does that better than Service Master by Cornerstone. Family-owned, Memphis-based Service Master by Cornerstone won Franchise of the Year for how it saves businesses and restores families. And now it's expanded services to Jackson, Tennessee and DeSoto County. Make the wise choice for disaster cleanup that's in the people-building business. Service Master by Cornerstone. 901 Respond. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. 
This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2900. 800-330-2900. That's 800-330-2900. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through July 30th, new customers can get 200 megabit per second internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon. Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt, a delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate-flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. Half gallons and 12-pack cups, $5.99 each at all Kroger's when you buy two, or $7.99 with your shopper card through July 4th. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Bike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Honey on Broad is delicious. It's also unapologetically gluten-free, meaning they use cornmeal instead of wheat meal, wheat flour. Actually, it just makes everything more delicious. It's why those fried oysters that I talk about are the best fried oysters I've ever eaten. Uh, you have a little crunch. Uh, it's just, I, I can't describe. Go in and try them. Try them. Oh, oh try them today because it's Wine Down Wednesday. Half-priced bottles of wine, half-priced glasses of wine. Head on in there. But the, the other thing is, is that if you have someone in your party or group or whatever who's gluten-free, either for medical reasons or just because that's their preference, everything on the menu, pork shank, a giant-ass beautiful steak with a stilton butter, the Brussels, all of it, unapologetically and fabulously and deliciously 
gluten-free. But it's Wine Down Wednesday. Tonight, get the fried oysters, get a bottle of wine, pay half price on a bottle of wine, take a friend, have yourself a time. 410-813-1410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. Joined now by John Martin. He's got a column up. He's got a column up at the Daily Memphian. Uh, let's just see here uh, what it says. Martin, with the clock ticking, Penny Hardaway strikes again. What's the significance of the addition of Jordan Brown? Well, uh, thanks for having me, by the way. Um, I, I think it's probably the most important uh, commitment that he's gotten uh, in this recruiting cycle because, I mean, it, it, it's, it's been their most pressing need from the beginning. Um, you know, even if, even if DeAndre Williams were to come back, which obviously they're, they're hoping that he does and can, um, you know, they still had a need. Like, they were going to be undersized if, right. if without, without uh, Jordan Brown. Like, they've done that before. Like, DeAndre's comfortable with that. But it just gives you a whole different dynamic in terms of the way you can play when you add a 6'11 big body like Jordan Brown. And, you know, I looked, uh, you know, I, 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 see, I saw a little bit of him uh, last year. Not a ton, but I saw him, obviously, in the NCAA tournament. Like, this is a guy that um, he doesn't have, like, the athleticism of a Jalen Duren, which is why he's still playing college basketball, right? Yeah, by the way, he but did put his he, name. He put his name in the draft and then withdrew it is what happened right, this year. Right, right. Uh-huh. But, he, but he is – I mean, he's put together. He has such t- touch around the rim. I think uh, the stat is 65% at the rim where 57% of his shots come. So that is compare it to exactly, like Moose's touch. How would you compare it to like Moose's touch? <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That was mean. That was There's, mean. Yeah, that no. was uncalled for. I apologize yeah. to the entire Cisse family. You can't. You can't. I mean, I'm joking. Like, totally, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, so so it, it, it's 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 the most talented big man Memphis certainly has had since Jalen. Um, different, different games, kind of a little player, bit, but, not as explosive. Yeah, exactly right. But, but but honestly, more skilled at finishing around the rim, and not the shot blocker that Jalen was. Nope. Um, again, you know they have a, they have that in Jordan and Leonard. They have the the, the deep front court defense in those two. Um, they need scoring and a guy that they can dump the ball into, but they know can get a bucket. I mean, there's just not been many guys. That Memphis has had in the, in the at the big position that can do that over the years, right? Like he's a guy who you can run a play for. Hey, go get a bucket, man. Go get to the free throw line. Find a way. So I, I think it's huge. I think it, I think it really does uh, change what they can do, you know, provided he can play. And I think that's sort of the next part of the conversation. But um, but you know, for, for now, um, I, I do. I think it's a it's an absolutely massive. Massive announcement for Memphis. All right, well, let's address that next part, provided he can play. Yeah, so there are academic questions with him. Um, my, 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 uh, my information is that he has graduated, but that there could be some questions about credits um, and whether those are going to transfer in. Um, so I think, you know, obviously that's – Something that Memphis is, and you're going to hear my kid because we're not walking. That's all right. We, but, we um, appreciate it. We love that you're being a dad. Yeah, like he's just like, comes to the, come on, man. You got to hear about this all the time. I got to hear about it when I'm on my way to the park, too. Right. Uh, but, but no, um, 
Uh, there's some questions on, you know, whether those uh, credits will transfer in. I've heard it from multiple people now. And, and uh, look, I know Memphis, I, I feel confident he's going to play at some point. I just don't know, you know, exactly when, like, is Memphis going to have to, like, fight through that and wait on a decision? It's never easy, you know? John. It's never damn easy no. around here, is it? Well, there, there is a – there. like, I would say this. Like, there is a – you know, you didn't hear him really connected to many programs. Um, and there's a reason. And I think so. Right, like some programs are willing to, like, wait it out. Some programs, most programs probably were not. Um, most programs probably didn't want to put in the legwork that it might take to – to get him eligible, we know Memphis is certainly not afraid to put a waiver in, baby. They will put a waiver for anybody. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think uh, I think that's part of the equation. But, look, I, I feel like he's going to play. I feel like he's going to at some point be eligible for this team. And when he – like, my whole thing is, like, let's just even stipulate he can't come back until AAC play. He can't play until then. Um, he has to spend a semester getting his grades right. Like, that's still worth it. It's still worth taking him because – a, he's just going to dominate in the American. Like, he's going to average. I mean, he played one game against the American last year. He had 26 and 8. It was against SMU. Like, this kid is going to, he's a man. He's a grown ass man. He's going to dominate the AAC. So you take him, you know, you feel like you're really vying with Florida Atlantic for the, uh, for the AAC championship at that point. And I, so I think, again, it, it's, it's a great move for Penny and, and, and Memphis. And uh, I think he raises their ceiling for sure. It does uh, certainly free up DeAndre. It takes puts much less pressure on DeAndre, who obviously prone to fouls and whatever else as well. Uh, but that that means that we have three questions, John. We got questions around Jordan Brown uh, and his eligibility. We got questions about DeAndre Williams and whether he'll be able to play. And then we've got questions about Javon Quinterly and whether he will come to Memphis. Uh, rank your degree of confidence in each of those players playing for Memphis the first five games of the season, in any of the first five games of the season? Um, well, I think by default I have to go DeAndre Williams because he's here and his, his attorney has been consistent in his confidence uh, about his ability to get a waiver. So I will go DeAndre number one. I will trust. What so you think it's likely? Saying. You're you're feeling good about the DeAndre situation? I, I have I've, I've, heard, I've heard no – uh, I've heard nothing to to make me not trust the attorney. So I'm going to roll with what he's saying. Secondly, I'll go first five games, Javon Quinterly. Um, I mean, I, most people, I mean, this is a consensus thing. I mean, I know there's a, another program involved. I can't remember who it is up top. Maybe Miami. 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 But, yep. Yeah. But I, I, but I think um, I think Memphis feels really good about that one. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I'll go Jordan Brown third just because of the academic questions. I mean, it's possibly that Memphis could work some magic, man. It's very possible, but, you know, I just don't, I don't have that information right now. If it is your belief that when the NCAA tournament rolls around, the starting lineup will be Javon Quinterly, Caleb Mills, David Jones, Jordan Brown, and DeAndre Williams? Yeah. And, I mean, you're now talking about bringing a guy – you know, and this is where this is where it's going to get really interesting for Penny because, you know, uh, Leonard, the the transfer from MTSU, is the only guy on this roster right now who's projected to be drafted, and and, and he's going to be coming off the bench. Like that's kind of hard to square. So, it, by the way, it's a huge freaking luxury. Like, 
Like, unbelievable if you have that guy coming well, off all these guys are, And all these guys are in, like, Nick Jordan is in a different and better role for him now. You know, you can – it makes sense. Jalen Young is in a better role for him now. Right. Jonathan right. Pierre doesn't have to be an instant sensation. You know, he can – like it, it, Jonathan Pierre basically has to be nothing at this point. Exactly. Like if he if he's better than nothing, like it's fine. So you know, you, which spe- is, speaking of nothing, do you think Mikey Williams and JJ Taylor never set foot on campus? Well, I mean JJ's here, but in terms okay. of Mikey, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, if he I does, think, is he sticking around? I guess is what I meant. If Mikey doesn't make it, and do you think Mikey's going to make it? Yeah, I mean, I think JJ could stick around without Mikey. Uh, at this point, I mean, it's this late in the game. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna right. show up, you know, I feel like you feel some level of comfort with he's not gonna play. Right. He's gonna trans. He's gonna transfer anyway. I mean, the guy has no prayer of seeing the court. Uh, but uh, but but so I mean, so that those are sort of two separate questions. JJ Taylor will never be a relevant Memphis Tiger ever. Uh, but you know, does he want to spend six months here and get you know try to work, learn under Penny? He could certainly do that. I mean, I think Memphis is kind of telling you with their actions how how they feel about the, the Mikey Williams situation. I mean, they are recruiting Javon Quinterly. Um, you know, they've 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 tried to sort of recruit throughout the whole way a uh, point guard. They were linked to uh, Damian Ball. You know, before he uh, kept his name in the draft. You know, they've been trying to add another guard for forever and so i just don't really think they and i i think they would be uh wise to not you know factor mikey williams into the equation i mean i've, I've been beating this drum since it happened i thought it was a blessing in disguise for memphis because it, it to me it just felt like a a, a disaster waiting to happen you have a guy who's going to be a freshman who who has all this hype and all these instagram followers and a shoe deal and the reality is is i wouldn't play yeah, I wouldn't play uh, him over Caleb Mills. I wouldn't play him over David Jones. I wouldn't play him over Javon Clearly. I mean, I, there's just no room for a freshman in this era of college basketball, especially a guy who, by the way, I don't think most people realize this, is barely ranked inside the top 50 right now. I think he's 49th. Like, this is not some phenom right. that you're getting in Memphis. This is a guy who's, a, you know, a four-star recruit at this point, and he's coming in with a gun charge? Like, no, sir. I want nothing to do with that. So, you know, and I think Memphis is, is wise enough. I mean, and the thing's been pushed back to July now. Like, your decision's kind of getting made for you. Right. The uh, starting lineup right now, uh, the ages of these players going to the NCAA tournament would be as follows. DeAndre uh, would be 27 and Jordan Brown would be 24. This is as they go into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Quinterly, 25. Mills, 23. And Jones, 22. Their average age would be north of 24. <laughs> That's how I you respect. do it. That's how you do it, man, isn't it? Yeah. Take that for data. Remember when Denzel was like, you mother will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. When I get finished with you, it feels like Pelican Bay basketball, baby. We're all <laughs> 25, 30 years old, and we're going to beat your ass. You yeah. know, that's what, I, that's what I, I like what Memphis is doing, man. You know, I, I, and I really said this, like I said this in the column, um, like Penny has shown that he can get to the tournament, obviously. Yeah. But, but, but now is the time for this program to take, if it can, that next step and, and shake out of that eight, nine line range every time and break through to the second weekend. And he's put the schedule to the do that The problem is, though, is if these dudes aren't available early, 
you go through that same issue. You get a va- you, well, the you, only you, one. The only one who I mean, look, DeAndre Williams is probably going to be available or he isn't. Right? Like, it's not going right. to be a deal where you're waiting right. eight games in the season. What do we do? Um, Jordan, yes, question marks for sure. I will say, if DeAndre doesn't get the waiver, um, it 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 does take them down a notch. But I'll say this: it's not. It's not that big of a of a drop off because what you'll do is, you know, let's just assume that Jordan Brown can play for Memphis at this point, right? You can get by with Leonard at the four, Jordan at the five, before Brown becomes eligible, and then when Brown becomes eligible, you'll plug him at the five, Leonard at the four, which is what Leonard was expecting to do, and by the way, will be great at. And you're still a really good basketball team. So, I mean, DeAndre obviously would, would be the, uh, you know, I don't, even, caught him a cherry on top is almost like diminishing right, him. Right no, he's much, but, he's much more of a – But, yeah, like, more than, more than I mean, like if you have, you, have, you have all these guys, I really do. I think you're talking about a, you so know, what, a season where you should expect to get to a Sweet 16, honestly. What do you think of um, – like a month ago, all we heard of was with the NIL problems. Um, yes. So there was that, and then the other thing that's happened is uh, Rick Stansbury has ad- has been added. So what do you think happened on yeah. the NIL front, and how much do you credit Rick Stansbury for uh, some of the progress here? Well, look, I, I it wasn't just you know speculation, right? I mean, Penny in one no. form or another basically said, said it. like yeah, Penny Laird, they all they all is. said it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I I know Penny is 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 a proud guy, so he's not ever going to come out and say. You know, we don't have no money, you know, because – hey, In so many not, words, he did. In so many words, he did, you know. Right, right. It's not, But it's not true for him. So I think that's why he kind of has like a problem with it, right? Like, Penny Hardaway has NIL money. He can't give it to people under the, under the you know, under the rules. So, I mean, if, if coaches could pay players, we would, need, we would never be having this discussion. Memphis would get everybody. Um but uh, of course, you know, under the under the rules. Uh, but no, I think I think what happens is is that you sort of start to get restless. You get a little desperate, and you're like, "Hey, like, look at all these players out here. We need players. You know, what are we trying to beat?" Because I, I mean, I, I was never, and I was vocal about it. Like, I did. Re- I did not like the makeup of Memphis's team in April. I just didn't. I didn't think you know the addition of Pierre and. You know, Mills is a, is a good player, but, you know, is he really the guy that you want to say is your best player? Like, this is, of course, before DeAndre Williams. There was no shooting, you know. Um, I, I, just, I just wasn't a, a big fan of the makeup. Well, now, I mean, look how different it feels, man. you got a, a, a double-figure scorer in David Jones, who I hear really good things about, played in the Big East, so he's tough. Uh, you add, uh, add Quinterly, uh, as expected. He's- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.